0: down at the 20. As zone touchdown, Calvin Johnson. Stafford and Megatron get the Lions right back in this game. Brady, caught, touchdown, Julian Edelman. Go to your 2004 NBA champion Detroit Pistons. Congratulations. You're listening to Rough in the Basket, hosted by Brandon Carr and Noah Burns. Presented by The Daily GOAT.
1: Welcome back to Rough in the Basket. This is Noah Brandon Carr is with me today. Hey, what's going on, Brandon? What's going on, everybody? I'm doing good, Noah. You know,
0: last week we weren't, we weren't on. Apologize for that. Had some scheduling conflicts, but we're here this week. And since the last time we recorded, we've had two weeks of NFL action that we're going to get into. We're going to talk about some of our, you know, some of the things that have been going on around the league, some things that we noticed. And yeah, I'm just excited to get right into it. So let's do it. Let's get right into it. What do you got for me, Noah?
1: Let's do this. So... I'm going to start off. uh, Actually, you know something? We'll we'll get right into it. I know you brought up some things before the show. You want to talk about Urban Myers. You want to talk about this whole controversy going on. You've seen at a club getting uh, grinded on by a a fairly young woman. Um, This is a hot start. hot start to a PG podcast. But, uh, yeah, and it's been a mess, man. Overall, this issue is bigger than that. This issue goes back. It stems back from – The second he got hired, it seems like it's just been a train wreck. And I I don't want to give up on the Jaguars. I really don't. I think this season has been really bad. I don't think that they're going to recover this season. But I still think that they do have a blueprint, at least offensively, for success in the future. Defensively, I think they're still horrific. But I think Trevor Lawrence is still the guy. I still don't doubt that at all. I think he's showing little progression week by week. Uh, James Robinson has been actually playing really well. Um, I mean, I, the first few games kind of got me doubting. You know, uh, we're in a dynasty league man car, and I traded yep. for him. I gave somebody Marquise Brown and a first-round pick for him. So I was a little bit nervous after two weeks. Not that he was playing bad, but again, going back to Urban Meyer, the way that he's using he's, these guys. Like, oh, I know. The, all right, week one, first quarter, he hands a ball to Carlos Hyde four <laughs> or five times. <laughs> Doesn't give the rookie, uh, one of the most outstanding rookie running backs from last year, you know, going on year two now, a chance to have the ball in the first quarter. It's just outrageous. Um, and then he has uh, a rookie quarterback who is new to the NFL, throw 56 times during that game. So it's like, I, I don't know what this guy is doing, man. Like, I wanted to believe, I wanted to believe in him. I really did because he was a winner wherever he went. And I thought this is going to follow him to the NFL, but so far it's been the opposite.
0: It's been the opposite and you're completely right. I mean, you know, other than Trevor Lawrence and I think James Robinson, they definitely need to get more involved in the offense. I'm with you where Carlos Hyde should not be getting touches. I understand, you know, Urban Meyer has some sort of relationship with uh, Carlos Hyde from the past, but I mean, you got to get James Robinson involved. Like, you know, this guy, like you said, had a fantastic season last year. And, you know, in this game, the last game against the Bengals, he looked great. Like, they were handed him the ball. You have to run the offense through him. And obviously Trevor Lawrence, who i still, you know, completely on board with Trevor Lawrence. I thought he looked great, you know, in that Bengals game. There were some really great throws. I think of the one where he threw the ball down the field of Waviska Vizca Chanel rolling to his right. The one that he made on the sidelines to Jamal Agnew, who I think was a former lion, if I'm not mistaken, right. um, you know, throwing the ball to the sidelines, toe drag swag, like, those are the types of plays where Trevor Lawrence, you know, can be that guy. Like, you know, everyone was saying he's a generational type of quarterback prospect. I mean, he's making throws like that. Like we've been seeing those flashes. So, you know, still on board with that, but in terms of urban Meyer, like it's not good. And, you know, kind of looking at like what, you know, some of the players have kind of been saying, some of the rumors that have been coming out where they laughed at his apology saying that he's lost the locker room guys have lost trust in him. And it's stemmed back from the beginning. Like these are the types of things where you don't want to see stuff like that. And Shad Khan had come out and said, the owner of the Jaguars, like he needs to earn, you know, regain that trust and respect back. So there's just a lot of things where the Jaguars right now are not, they're not in the worst place, but I think, you know, urban Meyer, it's just not worked out thus far in the NFL, and like you said, Noah, like he's been a winner throughout his entire you know college career. You think of Florida, you think of Ohio State, Utah. Like he's really, you know, he really made those programs you know big, but he just has not translated quite yet to the NFL level. And we've been questioning him all off season. Some of the things that he's done, you know, signing Tim Tebow as a tight end, drafting Travis Etienne when you had James Robinson on your roster, and you know having a quarterback competition with trevor Lawrence and garner Minshew, like what the heck was that you know there were there was just a lot of different things where you kind of question like urban meyer's coaching philosophy some of like the things he was saying like he had something to say about the vaccine and that that you know sparked an entire investigation with the nflpa like I don't know. It just it just seems like right now things are really in a bad spot for the Jaguars with Urban Meyer. I think you know I've been saying it for a couple of months now, but I feel like that he's going to be due to quit. I think he should probably resign from the Jaguars organization, and they should probably look somewhere else at this point. I mean, it's just there's nothing positive that we've been seeing. The Jaguars are 0-4 right now, and it's going to be a long season. But Trevor Lawrence still believe in him has flashed the potential. I have obviously had his interceptions, but I mean, he's flashing what we know from him, what he did at Clemson in the NFL with some of these throws that he's been making. So she's going to build a team around him and, you know, hopefully Jaguars in the future can, you know, have some success. I think it just comes down to, you know, whether or not Urban Meyer is going to be that guy. I'm not too sure. I don't think he is right now from what I've seen and everything that's kind of piled up throughout the off season. And now, like, I just don't see it at this point. And this was another you know, really damning thing for him to do, kind of just, you know, stay in Ohio and, or go f- take a flight to Ohio and, um, or st- no, he would stay in Ohio because they were the Bengals in Ohio, but staying in Ohio and, you know, h- end up doing something stupid like that was just something you don't see a head coach doing. So I- I'm really concerned about him.
1: Yeah. Uh, shout out my friend Dylan, who, uh, he, he told me a quote that, Urban Meyer said, "Yeah, he actually listens to the show, my friend Dylan. But anyway, so yeah. uh, Urban Meyer, right? He was like, being an NFL head coach is like playing Alabama every week.
0: Yep, he said that. It's
1: like, bro, that's that's like that just shows you right there that he's just not ready for this. You know, I think that he definitely had these expectations where he could do things exactly how he did in college, and the things that he get could get away with in college." He, he could get away with in the NFL. And I mean, you see, time and time again, it's a different league. It's a different breed of talent, you know, and there's just so much competitiveness in the NFL, which is something I actually want to get into of this season. Yeah. I mean, it's only four games. I understand, like, obviously, there's going to be teams that finish probably uh, two and 15. There's going to be teams that finish probably, you know, 11 and 5, 12 and, uh, well, 12 and 5, 11 and 6, whatever it may be. But right now, it just seems like, the NFL like competition has gone up a notch, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think, like, for instance, right, the NFC West. I mean, a few years ago, this division was was a joke overall. Um, The only team that had any chance of winning is the Kansas City Chiefs. And right now, they currently sit last in the division. Is that going to last? 100% no. 100% no. I'm going <laughs> on record. That is not going to last. They're going to win this division. But it's like you're seeing this emergence of talent, and it almost feels like the new generation is coming in and you're seeing like the transition this year. Uh, I mean, and then there's Tom Brady who's just an anomaly and he's just a phenomenon and he's just always going to be there. But you know, you're seeing like Ben Roethlisberger for instance, right? He's not. And that's, that's another thing I want to talk about The Steelers. Yeah. You know, I, I still want to say that I'm not going to give up on them exactly yet. I think that, you know, through the first few games, it, it, they've had a rough start. I think Najee Harris is, is going to get better. He's already playing pretty decent, but I think, they're, they're coaching. Speaking of coaching, um, I think right now, Mike Tomlin and, and that offensive group that they have doing the coaching is not doing that great of a job. I think, you know, Ben Roethlisberger going into the game, I don't believe he was listed as questionable, but if he was any other player, probably would have been listed as doubtful. From what I'm hearing with his hip injury, um, you know, and, and then what do they do? They, they have him throw the ball 40 times, you know, and, and it's like, I just don't see them protecting him. I don't see um, a lot of progress made by this offense. I think, um, they've definitely gone back a little bit. And I, I think that, you know, this team is ultimately probably going to finish over 500. I want to say they're going to be like nine and eight, but I don't think this is their division anymore by a long shot. And, uh, I definitely think, um, th- I think this is Cleveland's division to lose right now. Um, but I know I said a lot of things out in, th- in that statement. I kind of went on a rant, so, hey, take it away. Give me a no, That's good.
0: Um, you know, I mean, the first thing you said, like, yeah, there's been a lot of great competition in the NFL. I mean, you know, the only two winless teams are your lions and the Jaguars and you know, everyone else at least has a win. I think a win's coming for the lions though soon, but I think, you know, we definitely, we are definitely seeing more competition, which is great. I mean, Hey, we've had a lot of great games, you know, that have gone on the past, you know, four weeks in the NFL. And I'm you know very pleased, but it's going to the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers like big Ben, it definitely comes down to his health and he's just simply not been healthy. And when you have a quarterback who is, I believe big Ben might be like 38, 37, probably 38 years old. And he's starting to, you know, suffer these types of injuries. He had a pec injury, the hip injury and you know, you get to that age where you start to really decline? It's not, it's not good. And Pittsburgh, I think definitely right now has a quarterback problem. Like you know big ben he's digressing and i think we're seeing that you know with his injuries you know how he's been playing i mean i can't completely put it on him like the offensive line hasn't done its job there's been injuries you know juju smith schuster's dealt with injuries chase claypool missed last game deontay johnson's dealt with injuries so like his weapons have dealt with injuries and the defensive side tj watt had missed some time as well so like Pittsburgh I definitely think that there's probably some better days ahead for them but I just don't right now it's just not good and I'm pretty concerned with the Steelers I mean 1 and 3 right now and you got the Cincinnati Bengals who I don't you know don't think they're going to keep up the pace they are at but they're 3 and 1 you got the Ravens 3 and 1 Cleveland 3 and 1 you know Pittsburgh's starting to fall behind in that division and I love Mike Tomlin I think he's one of the best head coaches in the NFL, but I just don't think this is the year. And, you know, Pittsburgh has just kind of been on the decline ever since they started off 11-0 last season. So, yeah, I'm just – the Pittsburgh Steelers, I Big Ben I think is on the tail end of his career. I think a, quarter, a new quarterback is going to be coming in, whether they draft one, sign one for free agency. I just – the Pittsburgh Steelers right now are kind of – in that situation where they need to figure out their future quarterback because their quarterback is on the tail end of his career with injuries. It's not good. And you don't have a great offensive line either. So it's, it's, it's a little concerning um, for the Pittsburgh
1: Steelers right now. For sure. Um, and going over to another team that's in the, the division, I think Cleveland Browns, they, they have that one-two punch with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They have uh, several wide receivers that can make plays. They, they have a defense that is, if not best in the league they're definitely top 3 top 4 i mean almost every statistical cat- category through four games they're they're second in sacks um they've been able to control time of possession they uh they're fourth in points against i mean they've been able to just dominate in terms of their defense and that's given them new life and to my point you know i said this prior to the season i'm going to double down on this right now i i do not think baker mayfield is the future still i really don't i think they're winning in spite of baker mayfield you know you look at you look at quarterbacks good quarterbacks in the league right now you know if you just type in like pass yards right and you look at the top three you know there's Derek carr eight eight, eight touching on passes three interceptions uh nearly 1400 yards tom brady 10 touchdowns two interceptions 1350 kyler murray nine touchdowns four interceptions 1250 so what's my point with naming all these numbers right so baker mayfield right now you know what his numbers are through four games? He has two touchdowns and two interceptions. Th- this is not star quarterback material. This is not a quarterback that's going to win you championships. This is not a quarterback that I, I-, I don't even know if he deserves to start right now, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I don't think I'm not suggesting they bench him right now because obviously you're on a roll. You're paying this guy. He's on a rookie contract, whatever. You, sure. you got to play him out. But I-, I think that they should seriously look at getting somebody else in there, whether they trade for, um, I don't know, maybe a Kirk Cousins type guy who will get yards, who will get um, touchdowns and, and did not throw an interception for over 200 pass attempts. I believe, yes, uh, two days ago, Sunday was the first pass attempt that he had intercepted in about 216 uh, attempts, if I'm not mistaken. So with that being said, I mean, I just don't I don't see why they they should give him a contract right now. I, I just don't. You know, um, I think this team is built to win now. And if you don't have a quarterback that's built to win now, and it's still, I mean, what looks like to be a project, I don't think he should be starting, you know?
0: I think Baker Mayfield right now probably should be the Browns starter, but in terms of, like, the future down the road, I would be a little bit hesitant to give him, you know, one of these big quarterback contracts. I mean, yeah, he's been, you know, I mean, he's been a winner since he's been on the Browns, and I think he's played – you know, I think he plays, he's been fine, especially last year. I thought he played a little bit fine. Um, I think Baker Mayfield had kind of is someone who usually I feel like starts slow and picks it up a little bit. So I do expect some better days ahead, but I think I'm with you on the fact where I wouldn't be too confident in him as like the future starting quarterback for the Browns. Um, I just, I've never really been the biggest Baker Mayfield believer, but I've kind of noticed throughout his career that he's kind of, he's kind of gotten better as the season has gone on. Like if you look at the Vikings game that they just played where they won 14 to seven, like there were some, there were him and Odell Beckham kind of weren't on the same page quite yet. And I think once like they start to build more and more chemistry together, I think we'll definitely start to see better play from Baker Mayfield you know granted he hasn't had Jarvis Landry he's been injured he's been someone that's been you know with Baker Mayfield since his rookie season he's really had a strong connection with him so that could definitely be a factor as well him him not being in the lineup but i think once him and Odell start to hit on those deep passes which they kind of missed on a lot of in that Vikings game i think we'll definitely start to see some more improvement from Baker Mayfield but yeah, I mean, he could definitely be better. I mean, two touchdowns, two interceptions through four games is not great. Um, but I definitely feel like there'll be some better games ahead for Baker Mayfield this season. I think the Browns are gonna need to have him have some better games ahead if they want to be a Super Bowl caliber team, which they have the roster to do it, but Baker Mayfield will definitely have to step up when he's asked to. And right now to start the season, it has been, you know, great for him, but I feel like I'm confident enough where I think we'll definitely start to see some improvement from him throughout the season.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's, let's hope because uh, like they're, they're in win now mode. And I think, you know, I will say this right now. I think in terms of the AFC, I think it's the Browns to lose. I think the, the Browns are extremely, extremely well built. I think they can compete with the chiefs. I mean, they've showed it the last two times they've played the chiefs. They've been right there and they just haven't been able to finish the game. Now, back to my point, if they had a quarterback that was able to make plays, I believe that they would have won both games i uh, granted hmm. you know th- there was some circumstances in the other game and, and you know patrick uh patty Mahomes wasn't exactly you know playing maybe maybe if he was the the first game where they played in the the conference finals um you know maybe maybe it would have been a blowout, who knows but i I think you know. I just, I just don't know about the Browns in terms of their, their quarterback play. I think it's a little suspect, and I'm not a huge Baker Mayfield guy in this moment. Um, you know, I mean, like, I, I understand your point in terms of Baker Mayfield being the first reli- somewhat reliable quarterback the Browns have had in a very, very long time, and I think that's why even if he finishes like something like, you know, 16 touchdown passes, 14 interceptions, I don't think they'll give him a long-term quarterback, uh, a long-term contract that quarterbacks typically have. But I do think that they will definitely give him a, a one-year contract. A That's prudent, what I was thinking. Yeah. I think they might give him like the franchise tag. Um, they could do that uh, or something like that. But I, I just don't, I don't see him being a long-term fit there right now, but Speaking of, of, you know, guys who have either fallen off or, or have gone to hot starts, teams that have gone to hot starts, is there any, any teams that you want to talk about?
0: So you said that the Browns were the class
1: of the AFC, right? Is that what you said? I think I think there is their conference to lose, yeah. The Buffalo – have you seen the Buffalo Bills the past few
0: weeks? They've been really good. I mean, I, I granted they haven't played – you know, they played, like, the Texans, the Dolphins, and the Washington football team, but, you know, we were kind of ragging on Josh Allen, like, hey, like, when are you going to start playing some good football? But he's been really good in the Brown in the not the Browns. The Bills' defense has been, in terms of, like, points per game, they've been number one in the NFL. They've had two shutouts over the last, th- you know, three weeks. Um, their offense is, is, is number two right now. So they have the number one op- in terms of points allowed – first in the NFL in their defense and their second in points for. So they've been red hot ever since they lost that first game against the Steelers and the, the Buffalo bills. They have a big test against Kansas city. That's going to be a massive game in Arrowhead. If they can beat Kansas city, then I'm all in on the bills being a potential Super Bowl team. Like this team has the quarterback, I think with Josh Allen, which we were questioning whether or not it was a one year type of thing for him, but we've seen that he's, you know, has played some really good football. He had five touchdowns in that Washington – against the Washington football team uh, in week three. Um, He had a few touchdowns against the uh, Houston Texans as well. So, like, Josh Allen has, you know, continued to play some really good football. He has the weapons. Emmanuel Sanders has looked really good. That was a nice pickup for them in the offseason. Dawson Knox has made some noise at the tight end position. You still have Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley – these guys are all making impacts. And, you know, the running game, even, you know, with Singletary and Zach Moss, I think we're starting to see some, a little bit of improvement for both of them. And then their defense, like I mentioned, has just been lights out. Two shutouts, you know, over the last three weeks has been really impressive to see. So if this Bills team, I'm not going to call them, you know, legit yet, but I think it's a team to keep an eye on because, especially, you know, going up against Kansas City this upcoming weekend, you got the Titans you know, you have some teams where, you know, towards the, you know, the later part of the season, you got the Patriots twice, you get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like Carolina Panthers. Like these are, these are teams where if the Buffalo Bills can look really strong against these types of teams, like they're definitely should be in the conversation, but I've been very impressed with what I've seen from them. I know, you know, they haven't played the best competition yet, but they've been really good. And, you know, they've done their job, like they've destroyed, these teams 40 to nothing against the Texans 35 to zero against the Dolphins and then you know dropping 43 points against the Washington football team and giving up 21 points like they've been fantastic so uh, just just a team to keep an eye on um I really liked what I've seen from them
1: yeah they definitely win and not only win but absolutely dismantle the teams that they're supposed to beat um so I think that's definitely a positive but granted they did play Miami with Jacoby Brissett and then they did play the Texans with Davis Mills. Um, So I think that is something to keep in mind. However, they shut out both of them. So it's impressive either way, but um, you know, in the NFC West, we're going over teams right now that who's, whose conference it is to lose. Do you have a team in the NFC West right now that, that you think this is their conference and if they don't win it, it's a shame.
0: So, right, so the Arizona Cardinals have really impressed me. Um, I was kind of on the fence because I wasn't so sure if they were legit, but they just, I mean, like they just destroyed, you know, the Los Angeles Rams who just came off of, you know, week three having a fantastic game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, really look strong against the Super Bowl, defended Super Bowl champs. So, the NFC West right now, you know, the Cardinals are four now. You got the Rams in there. I still think the Rams are going to win this division. I'm not, I'm just completely not super sold on Arizona just yet. I know that the only team in the NFL that hasn't lost yet, but I also just believe that um, that there's the Rams are a better football team. I think, you know, the Seattle Seahawks, I know me and you were both high on Russell Wilson, which he's been, he's been playing fine but I just don't think that he's getting enough help from his supporting cast in terms of his defense. It's not been, you know, the defense for the Seahawks has been great. Um, The running game with Chris Carson's kind of been up and down. So, you know, Russell Wilson, he's doing his thing, but the NFC West is a super competitive division. Uh, The 49ers Jimmy Garoppolo had suffered an injury. Apparently he might come. He has a chance of playing this, this upcoming uh, Sunday, we'll see if he does play. Trey Lance would have to start, which it doesn't seem like that he's ready yet um, for what I've seen. But yeah, I mean, I think the, right now, I still think that the Rams are going to win that division. The Cardinals have looked really impressive and have really impressed me. I think when we were, when we were going over the division previews, I'm pretty sure they were projected to lose the most games in this division and finish last. So it's been really pleasant to see them, you know, take the step up, but I think there's a lot of pressure on them to, you know, continue to, to play really strong. If they can somehow win this division, I think Kyler Murray is going to win the MVP of the NFL. I don't know if it's going to happen, but this is, you know, a really positive thing to see. And it's really impressive to kind of see how the Cardinals have, you know, gone from, you know, being kind of on the bottom, a barrel of this NFC West division, really tough to, you know, being up top right now and getting a massive W against the Rams and, you know, blowout type of fashion. So I think right now the Cardinals are going to, I think have the most pressure in that division. And I still think the Rams will win it, but we will see because this is a very competitive division. Seattle and San Francisco are both two and two right now. So it's anyone's division right now, but I still think the Rams will win. And I think the Cardinals have a lot of pressure right now with them being undefeated.
1: So, I'm going to say – I'm still going to say Tampa Bay. I, I just learned over the years that you just can't doubt uh, Tampa Bay. You're talking um, about, like, the NFC as a whole or the NFC yeah, West? Did I say West? Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, well, okay, NFC West then. We'll go <laughs> NFC West, and then we'll go as a whole. Okay. I'm going to say for the NFC West, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Rams still. I'm going to say that it's the Rams division to lose. You know, they've definitely upgraded in terms of quarterback. Obviously, huge, huge price that they paid for Matthew Stafford giving up Jared Goff um, and two first-round picks. However, Matthew Stafford's definitely paid up to par. Uh, I mean, probably more than that at that point. So far, 11 touchdowns, two interceptions. He looks phenomenal so far. Didn't have his best week this last week. Still finished pretty well overall in terms of stats with two touchdowns and an interception, 280 yards. Uh, and this defense, this defense is just so good. I think Kyler Murray, he's <laughs> phenomenal, man. Kyler Murray has been playing lights out. Um, he he does play a little little erratically sometimes in the sense where he will throw interceptions to make things happen, but he makes it up with his his legs and what he does on the ground running. And when they need him to run, he's able to run. But he's not he's not stupid like some of these quarterbacks are in the sense where they will will run you know every play and then they get injured and you know nobody can really question how they got injured because some of the runs were unnecessary and obviously injuries happen in the NFL can't really predict it. But from what I've seen with Kyler Murray, he's, you know, obviously he's not that big of a guy. He's only 5'9, 5'10, maybe um, at about 200 pounds, but he's been able to present himself in a way where he's able to protect himself. And that, I think that's huge for him. And I mean, he's electric. I think Kyler Murray's probably a top three quarterback in terms of uh, entertainment value that he adds to the NFL. I think he's a top three quarterback in terms of that. Um so right now I am going to say that it's the Rams to lose still but it's like at this point man I could see I could see anybody win this division the NFC West this this division is just so so packed with talent like San Francisco obviously you go through their roster you look at their defense filled with names Seattle same thing maybe their defense isn't as good and up to par as as the other teams Um, Right now, I'm looking over the stats. They lack time of possession. They're actually worse than the NFL with time of possession. But they're able to – Russell Wilson has been able to make big plays so far this season. Nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. Been playing flawlessly, for the most part at least. But this division is probably the best in sports right now. Just looking over every other division in terms of uh, the NFC. Even the AFC, I think, by far best division in sports.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the the NFC West is very competitive. And I, you know, in terms of like your more broader question with the NFC, I picked the Packers to go to the Super Bowl when we were doing our like predictions. I still think that can happen. I think they've looked great the last three weeks after that done in week one. The more and more I think about it, I don't think Tampa Bay, I just don't see it just because I know I can't bet against Tom Brady, but this secondary for Tampa Bay is God awful. I think they're the worst secondary in the NFL in terms of how many yards they've given up. And like, they haven't really been able to stop anybody. And like, speaking of Tampa Bay, like we got to talk about this on this show. Like let's, we got to talk about the game that just happened, you know, this past Sunday. I mean, as a Patriots fan, like that game was, it was something like, it was like the first time I'm like, damn, like Tom Brady is not on our team anymore and he's with somebody else. Like him coming out like in Gillette, inside of Gillette stadium on a different uniform. Like they kind of set, it kind of settled in for like the first time. And I was like, holy crap, like this is crazy. And I'm pretty sure the game itself was one of the, I think it was the most watched NBC game since 2012. So that's, you know, that's something to kind of think about right there. And I think that game was the, the Washington Redskins and the Dallas Cowboys when it was that game for the division. Uh, whoever won it. RG3 was still quarterback and for the for Redskins. So that says enough there how long ago that was. But I mean, what a game that was. You know, Tom Brady, you know, congratulations to him. You know, he's the NFL's all-time weed and pass yards leader, passes Drew Brees, who was in attendance. Like that was really cool. And like, now he's beaten every single NFL team. He's with Breeze. He's with Favre and Peyton Manning for the only quarterbacks who have done that, like really cool. And that was an awesome moment. as a Patriots fan, I wanted the Patriots to win, but I also like wouldn't have been mad if Tom Brady beat us and, and, you know, was able to get that record added onto his resume, but was really cool. It was great to see, you know, you know, Tom Brady, um, you know, embrace like Mac Jones saying like, you're doing great things, keep it up, like embracing his former teammates, Josh McDaniels, Robert Kraft before the game and Bill Belichick, you know, him and Tom Brady, you know, the relationship there hasn't been you know the best obviously, but it was nice to see, you know, Bill go in there in the Tampa Bay locker room and to be able to talk to Brady privately. So it was obviously, you know, that was a great game and stuff, but, I just want to mention that, but, you know, going back to like the main point again, I just, their secondary in that game too was not great. Mac Jones had a really great game. Like I think he completed like 19 passes in a row. I know Mac Jones has been really throwing the ball down the field a lot often, but I mean, he's still, he's been getting the job done. I think I don't think it's been his fault for the Patriots completely, but Tampa Bay, the secondary really needs to get fixed. I still think it'll come down to the Packers and the Rams I still really do believe in the Rams. I know the Cardinals kind of beat them up a little bit, but I think the Rams are going to bounce back, and I'm a really, you know, big fan of them. And Green Bay's been really good as well. Aaron Rodgers is playing very well. Um, And I definitely think that the NFC will come down to probably those two teams. Tampa Bay will be in the mix. Dallas has looked really well. And Arizona, if they could keep it up, I mean, you know, the NFC seems – it seems like that there's, you know, not a clear cut you know, top team. And I think it's the same thing for the AFC. There's not a clear cut top team runaway that's going to go to the Super Bowl, which is great. I love the unpredictability of it. So that's what I kind of think about that.
1: Yeah, I think right now, like Mac Jones, I, I do like what I'm seeing from Mac Jones probably more than any other rookie quarterback. He doesn't have much competition when the top two picks are leading the league in interceptions and then you have, one guy who barely has played in Trey Lance. And then you have another guy who has a lack of a offensive, uh, a offensive presence in terms of their offensive line is just so bad. And then he doesn't have much help in, in um, in terms of anything really in, in Justin uh, Fields. And from what I've seen, Mac Jones looks so composed. He looks very at peace with playing in a high pressure situation and even though, you know, four touchdowns, four interceptions, maybe his numbers don't look that great at this point, he's right now seventh in terms of completion percentage, which is extremely um, encouraging for a rookie quarterback that at least he's been accurate, and I think you're going to see through the season a lot of progression in terms of him throwing down the field. I think he's going to start to create more plays in terms of that, but right now, it's nice to see that he's just being able to complete the ball because there's a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL, a lot of rookie quarterbacks that come in and the first year they struggle with completing the ball. So to be able to see that, it's a great sign.
0: The Patriots could have definitely won that game too. I mean, I understand, you know, Bill was confident enough to give Nick Folk the chance to kick that field goal, but it was fourth and three. I would have felt a little bit more comfortable if he was closer. I understand like, you know, you have you want to put trust in your kicker, but but also like, you know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, secondary is not good. And Jacoby Myers, like Kendrick Bourne, these guys were eating across the middle, like hit a quick little out route, quick little pass, you know, option route, you know, completion, like just get the ball, move the chains. Like they could have put the, I feel like the Patriots could have probably put their kicker in a better situation, especially with like the rain. Like there's a lot of field goal to make with rainy conditions and, you know, some wins. So it was impressive. I, you know, we were very close to beating Tampa Bay, which I think says a lot about the Patriots. I still think, you know, they're going to be in the running for wild card spot when it's all set and done. I think we'll see, you know, the Raiders kind of fall off a little bit. We'll see the Cincinnati Bengals, I think fall off a little bit from their, both of their three and one records. And I think we could start to see maybe new England kind of rattle off some wins. They got the Texans next week. So I think that's a definitely a big, you know, big game right there to kind of get yourself yourself um, more uh, more confident. It's kind of like a confidence boost type of game. So I'm definitely still, you know, not giving up as a Patriots fan. I think we're still in a pretty good spot.
1: Yeah, I think they should have gone for it. You know, fourth and three. I think about one minute left when you're opposing Tom Brady, who's like the master of coming back and and just getting the ball close enough to make a pretty easy field goal. Or just, you know, get a touchdown himself with uh, 30 seconds left, a minute left. I mean, he's he's a master of that. It's like oh, yeah. Bill Belichick should have known better. And this guy's name is Nick Folk. It is not Justin Tucker. He did <laughs> not... <laughs> Dude, that that was still so crazy to me. I mean, we haven't if even gotten to know, talk about that. Yeah, if you guys don't know what I'm referring to, I'm not going to talk about the Lions that much. They don't deserve me to talk about them. They're 0-4. But basically, Justin Tucker hit a 66-yard field goal to break the NFL record for in, in terms of longest field goal ever made to win the game, hit off the crossbar, fans started to celebrate, and then it just rotated right in. So, hey, that lion's luck, man. But anyways, uh, <laughs> going back to that game, you know, I think I think the Patriots played extremely well. I think their defense is, ex- is very encouraging. I do like what I'm seeing out of their defense. Again, mm-hmm. their defense has been spectacular, um, six in the NFL in terms of points against. Up until this point, Steve Belichick, Bill Belichick's son, is a defensive mastermind from what I've seen up until this point. Hey, you, he's, out. He's, a meme. he's a meme, but he, he, <laughs> he is pretty good at coaching defense. Him and Gerard Mayo yeah. um, are, are really good at what they do. And I I, I still think – I've said this before, but I think Gerard Mayo is going to get an NFL co- head coach opportunity within the next three years. Mm. I could see that happening. And, and same with Steve Belichick. I could see him being a head coach one day, especially – you know he has the whole uh best uh best coach ever thing going for his dad, so I, I think so will definitely have a He's shot. Exactly. Um, but I I also want to bring up. You know we're talking about young quarterbacks, and although he is not a rookie, I do want to talk about him, and that's Justin Herbert. Oh, uh, right. I think this guy is just another level. I you know we talked about this last year briefly. I have him on my fantasy team. I personally saw how great this guy is, and. You know, like up until this point, he has 40 touchdowns, 13 interceptions in his career. Just to remind everybody of the scenario, it was, I believe it was week two when Tyrod Taylor, he was the starting quarterback for the Chargers. And then uh, a few minutes before the game, I guess Tyrod Taylor wasn't feeling well or something happened and they had to rule him out. And with like five minutes notice, they tell Justin Herbert, hey, uh, you're starting today. It was the doctor puncturing his lung. Exactly. So he, he goes down the field first, first opportunity goes down the field, scores a touchdown, Justin Herbert, that is. And I think that just shows how special he is because a lot of quarterbacks cannot do that first opportunity or second or third opportunity going down the field. It's intimidating. You see that with uh, Trevor Lawrence, you see that with Justin Fields, you see that with Zach, Zach Wilson. You've seen that with quarterbacks in the past. that have struggled their rookie years. So uh, him coming out, his rookie year, putting up 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and then being able to even build on that this year, and it seems like he's just automatic every week with putting up 300 passing yards, putting up three touchdowns. Um, and, and I'm very excited to see what this guy does in his career. I think that this he this guy right here, when when Rogers retri- retires, when Brady retires, when he's you know 60 years old or whatever, when <laughs> you have when when you have uh, Roethlisberger retiring, when you have all these guys, this whole generation retiring. You're going to see Justin Herbert. I think he, him and Patrick Mahomes is going to be the next division rivalry that we see for the next, like, 10 years.
0: Oh, I know. It's going to be exciting. I mean, it could be, like, the next, like, Brady and Manning, basically. Like, we could oh, we could be 100%. saying that. um, 100%. Yeah, I've been on record. I've been on record multiple times saying that I was wrong on Justin Herbert. Like, he was my quarterback three in the class. Like, I had Joe, Bur- <clears throat> Joe Burrow and Tua ahead of him, and – you know, that's completely my fault. Like, I've taken full responsibility for being wrong about him. And, you know, he's he's just been super special. I never took into consideration his situation at Oregon. They weren't really letting him, you know, throw the ball down the field that often. Like, they were kind of making him do a lot of check down screens. Like, they weren't really, you know, un- unlocking his full potential. And the Chargers have done that. And he's just a special quarterback, and he's a guy who can throw, make every throw, throw the ball down the field, on the run. Like, he's a very special player, and I think a lot of guys really like him on that team and, you know, see him as the leader of the team. And it's awesome to see. Justin Herbert's been fantastic. I'm happy that he proves me wrong and a lot of other people wrong. You know, even in, and at Oregon, like he wasn't even throwing it to like NFL caliber, like wide receivers and weapons. Like he didn't have the necessary weapons and he, and he had been great at Oregon. You know, just a lot of things that we kind of missed on as, you know, people who kind of look at these NFL draft prospects and kind of rank them and stuff and, you know, scout them. Justin Herbert's been fantastic. He's in a great situation, has the weapons. Mike Williams has been a breakout. I know he just only had one catch for eleven yards in that Raiders game, but those first three games he was fantastic. Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler in that backfield, an improved offensive line, having some of those guys on the on the defense. I think the Chargers. You know, I was a little bit skeptical on them overall as a team. I thought Denver on paper was the better team with like their defense and their weapons and stuff, but. I mean, they, the Chargers have the quarterback in Justin Herbert, and he's just continued to play very, very good football. And, you know, he has a win against the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, and that's something that, you know, I think it's very promising to see that he's able to outduel Patrick Mahomes in Arrowhead. They got the Browns. They got the Ravens. Like, they have some games against the Patriots, too. Like, there's some games coming up for the Chargers where if they can go, like, three for one, or even go four and oh then this team is legit and justin herbert even if you know if the Chargers continue their success justin herbert's going to be in that mvp conversation i mean he's been fantastic and really really excited for the future of the nfl with guys like mahomes with guys like herbert i think lamar will be around for a little while we got kyler murray being be there for a little while you know joe burrow even like there's this quarterbacks that are going to be here for a while. And I think the NFL is in really good hands. So I'm very excited.
1: And I think like the Chargers' story right now, I think it goes bigger than just uh, Justin Herbert. You know, like I was listening yesterday to ESPN go over about um, Brandon Staley. If everybody that doesn't know head coach of the, the Chargers right now, 38 years old, you know, he's a, he's a cancer survivor. And I think it's, it's, it's amazing to hear his story and just see what he's been able to do with his franchise so far. Like Anthony Lynn last year was uh, not a good head coach for the Chargers at all. There was a lot of questionable decisions.
0: Offensive coordinator for the Lions though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In <laughs> point. Um, but, you know, so I, with that being said, like I think Brandon Staley, like I'm excited to see what he does being a head coach and just like the perspective he has on life and being able to mentor, now, Justin Herbert, who really doesn't need it because he's shown that he's been able to thrive even with a guy that didn't really know what he was doing a lot of times. Um, to, and now, to bring in a guy that has a lot of perspective in life, that has been able to succeed in prior situations that are way bigger than just football, um, and Brandon Staley, I think that that's going to be huge for this team. And going forward, um, I still think, like I said, this is definitely the Chiefs division to lose still. Um, and I do think ultimately the, the Vegas Raiders and Denver, I, I think it's going to be a competitive division all year long. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some upsets that occur along the way. And maybe, um, I don't know, maybe Denver will end up shocking the the Chiefs at some point. And maybe it's not going to be the way that people thought with the Chiefs um, You know, we're going to be 15-2, and and 14-3, something like that. But I still think it's their division to lose. And I do think Chargers are going to end up ultimately finishing second in the division. Um, And I think for years to come, the Chargers are going to put up a fight. I I think there is going to be a year. I don't think it's this year. But I think sometime in the future, the Chargers are going to win this division, whether it's a matter of, um, you know, three years from now, four years. I think while while Herbert continues to develop, uh, this offense just gets better and then their defense starts to take uh, take um, better shape than what it has in past years. I mean, right now their defense actually looks pretty good, seventh in the league in terms of points against. They've been um, 12th in terms of sacks, seventh in terms of interceptions. So they've been uh, they, they've been overall a lot better team than last year, to say the least. And yeah, I'm excited definitely. to see the division going forward.
0: Definitely. And I didn't even know that about Brandon Staley. That's awesome. And, you know, he was a guy who I, I, I don't think a lot of people knew you know, in terms of the heck, you know, the head coach and search, like he came from Sean McVay in that system with the Rams. He was the defensive coordinator last year for the Rams and the Rams were the best defense in the NFL. So he definitely earned himself a job. And I think he's done a fantastic job up to this point. His team is three and one right now. They got some tough games coming up, but like I said, if they can go three and one and be like six and two, you know, heading into like November, like that's huge. And I really do like what the Chargers are building right now. And they have the quarterback of their future and you just got to build around him and continue to do that, which I think they've done with drafting Rashawn Slater and the draft, and in Corey Lindsley at the center position and, you know, having the weapons like Mike Williams take off. Like, it's been great to see. I think the Chargers are, you know, I, I do think that they could probably finish better than Denver now that I kind of changed now that I kinda changed my pick a little bit from when we did the division breakdowns. Teddy Bridgewater is gonna be out with an injury. Drew Locke's gonna be playing, so that's gonna be a downgrade. And I just think the Chargers are,
1: you know, right now playing some really good football. And I'm very excited to see what they do. So, I think that pretty much covers um, all the things that we've seen over the NFL the last few weeks. Definitely going to cover more going forward. Uh, a few weeks from now, we'll be talking about the NFL again. But yep. next week, we're going to be talking some NBA. You know, it, it's in the name, Roughing the basket, you know, basketball. So, you know, we're, we're just going to be talking about some NBA. Yeah. Uh, it's coming back quick. I think the season starts October 19th, if I'm not mistaken. Preseason's
0: so, already started. The Celtics already yeah. had their first preseason game. Like, crazy, man. Yeah, came man. out of nowhere. Yeah, I know which is crazy. I mean, like even hockey, like that just started back up, baseball's wrapping up. So we're kind of like in that mode now where these other sports start coming in. So it's exciting to be a sports fan.
1: For sure. But we'll definitely be breaking down the NBA next week, going over a uh, preview of the NBA, some things that we're expecting, maybe some disappointments that we're anticipating. And uh, yeah, we're just going to be breaking it down. Brandon, anything else you want to add? I got nothing else to say, but yeah, like Noah said, we'll talk about the
0: NBA next week. Um, if anything big happens in the NFL, we'll we'll be sure to cover that as well. But thank you guys for listening. Um, make sure you guys follow at Roughing the Basket on Instagram, at Rough the on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at 13. and you can follow Noah on Instagram at Nburnt37. Noah, do you have anything else to say?
1: Lions suck. Let's go. (laughs) Lions suck. Let's go. (laughs) And yeah,
0: thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week.